actually I've seen in my own peer group that mm. there's been people that have uh, grown up in the church, but mm. when they grow up, I feel like they've experienced church hurt, right? Mm. I want to know if you've ever experienced that where you kind of lost your way a little bit. Mm. And if you didn't, um, do you have any advice for the people that can come back and regain their faith? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Church hurt is a, I mean, it's a real thing. I think like, I think hurt in general is a real thing because mm -hmm. anytime you get around people and you get around people that you love, you're going to make yourself vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable around people, people will be people. Mm -hmm. You're bound to be offended. Mm -hmm. You're bound to, to get um, whatever it may be, disrespected or spoken to in a certain way. Maybe you didn't like or something happened you didn't like. I think where church hurt becomes a phenomenon to people is that they don't expect that from church yes. because it's like, oh, this is like a holy place and everybody's perfect. Mm -hmm. But dialing back to everything we've been talking about, everybody's not perfect. Welcome back to another episode of the Black is the New Rich podcast. And today we got a very big guest. He is a Grammy Award winner for a famous music group. But I do not want to keep talking. Can you please introduce yourself? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ryan O'Fay here. Um a product of Canada, um, a worship leader, an artist, a uh, husband, a nice. son, a brother, and I'm just excited to dive into all of this with you, man. Okay, dope. So for the people that don't know, you are part of the Maverick City group. Can yeah. you explain what that is? Mavericks, Maverick City Music is a collective um, based out of Atlanta, uh, formed honestly maybe a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic in about 2019, mm -hmm. um, and um, lifting up worship, writing mm -hmm. gospel, contemporary gospel, um, Christian songs um, all throughout the United States with Chandler Moore, Naomi Rain, Brandon Lake, Dante Bo, Joel, MJ. Jeez. I was a late addition to the group in 2020 um got connected through a friend through an online writing camp and mav i called them mav mav was <laughs> like hey we need you to come to atlanta mm -hmm. in the midst of the pandemic i braved braved through it you know flo flew down there um wrote some songs with them and started recording literally the week i got there wow and so it's been an incredible journey I've gone on obviously grammy awards and yeah. big stages tours and all these things but um it's been so much in just such a short span of time yeah it must be surreal now right absolutely okay yeah, so i'm gonna talk about what you're doing now but i want to get into the backstory of how absolutely. it started yeah um, to take me back of where this journey started for you. Yeah, I think this journey uh, is so interesting. And we were talking a bit earlier and I'm like, I think I'm a globetrotter. Like um, I was born in the UK. Um, oh, wow. I moved to Ghana when I was two years old. My family is originally from Ghana. Mm -hmm. I moved there when I was two years old. And from about age five is really where my memory kicks in. And I just remember asking my mom, I'm like, mom, I want to sing. And it felt like there was something like burning on the inside of me. Like if I didn't do so it. So you knew. Yes. And I, I think that was a gift from God. Like I, I just felt like I would explode mm -hmm. if I didn't do it. And so she was like, okay, whatever. You can, you're allowed to sing. Like, let me hear you. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, she was, she was, she was shocked. <laughs> so she started calling all our neighbors to come by. And um, we moved to the States the next year. Mm -hmm. And she would always just kind of champion me, push me, let me sing at the churches wow. we were at. Wow. And yeah, essentially we ended up moving from the States to Canada. Mm -hmm. um, lived in, in Hamilton, lived in Milton a bit. And went to church in North York. Um, and my mom always, my mom, my dad, they always made sure like I got piano lessons. They were always trying to invest into me and, and really believing in me. 
and I was playing sports and I had a lot of choices to make but at the end of the day I said this is this is where I feel called to that you that you felt that was your purpose yeah so how did you what was the decision uh leading to gospel music yeah um for me I think the biggest thing about music is that you can it makes you feel something. There's an emotion that comes from listening to any type of music. And for me, anytime I would listen to faith-filled music, worship, gospel, Christian music, like I would feel like so connected to 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 our creator, to God. I'd feel so connected and that just like for me felt like home. Okay. It felt like the most like like just decentralizing thing like it just brought me back um to to being who i felt most authentic being mm -hmm. and so when it came time to kind of choose what i was doing i i love all genres of music um but the messaging for me really felt the most true and most authentic when i was doing that mm -hmm. that's when i felt like i could be myself the most and so i mean we went through a whole lot of things in my first year at university i almost died oh um, wow almost, got, you into a, almost got into a crazy car accident oh, i was geez. going to my 19th birthday in montreal on my way back crazy storm 18 wheeler almost took us out it was me and and four of my guys who were they all walked in my wedding they're like we're still like best everyone's friends alive day. we're all alive wow. <laughs> thank, thank god wow. um but it's like I think that moment really just like coming into coming face to face with death just kind of it brings a different level of realization mm -hmm. just like hey what would what would my life be like if if today was the last day what kind of legacy would I have left mm -hmm. how would people talk about me what impact would I have made on people and so that really just pushed me even further to be like I'm gonna do the thing that feels the most natural to me so you were thinking like this at 19 yeah so cause I was gonna ask you like in our generation we grew up with like like G-Unit Dipset yeah, and all yeah, those yeah, types yeah. of uh, influences at that time. Absolutely. So, did you feel the pressures of doing gospel? Because um, you had we had so many different influences at that time. Man, that's so interesting. I think I think I definitely grew up with all that as well. Definitely loved it as well. But I think maybe because I was always a singer. I don't yes, know. So like like I loved that, but I also loved like R and B. I also mm -hmm. loved like the stuff my mom would be listening to. Did you know that the black dollar leaves the community within six minutes? That's why we are excited to introduce the new Black is the New Rich app designed for the black community to be more intentional about where we spend our dollar. The directory consists of mostly financial services like real estate agents, financial advisors, tax consultants, mortgage agents, videographers, photographers, and many more. With our app, you can easily find and connect with quality services that are owned by black entrepreneurs. And to ensure the integrity of the service on our app, all directory members are held accountable if they receive multiple bad reviews. Our mission is to circulate the dollar and provide quality services to our community. Download the Black is the New Rich app today and start investing in your The stuff that my parents would be playing. So that from African worship to like straight up gospel to, yeah. you know, to R&B stuff like that was also something I really loved. So it wasn't like that difficult of a decision for me. I can't really rap anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't that difficult of a yeah. decision for me. Because I just feel like growing up, there's so many pressures to be cool. Absolutely. Right? And I don't remember like growing up like if someone said they wanted to do gospel someone might look at them like are you like, sure yeah, bro why kinda, not r&b that's, that's kind of whack yeah, that's kind of whack so absolutely did that affect your confidence in any type of way yeah i think you know what i think from an early age i've just kind of come to this realization of like 
like life is not all about today. Like a lot 100%. of it is about tomorrow, is about tomorrow and about the future, and just being very future conscious. Mm-hmm. I think that like if we made decisions based on how people felt about us today and tried to please every single person, you'd kind of fall into a space where you might have regrets. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like I've always been like, hey, in five years, in ten years, does this decision that I made hold up? And true. and am I being true to myself? Because at the end of the day, authenticity will always be rewarded. You know, whatever that is, if you're being authentic to yourself. So. I was like, I'm sticking with that. And okay, it's it's cool now. Mm-hmm. It's cool now. It's really interesting. It feels like faith and and culture they really like blended together, and yeah. it's really acceptable. Probably even more than it was when we were like yeah. growing up. And I'm gonna talk about that too. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about that. Yeah. So you mentioned the Mav CD happened in 2020. Yeah. Right. So before that, how was your outlook towards music? Did you ever think mm-hmm. about giving up? Oh, absolutely. Talk about that. Absolutely. I man, I think I got to the point in making music where I was like, if I'm like, God, if if you want this for me, <laughs> like then let it be. Cause I was just like, I wasn't seeing the progress that I'd hoped for. Yeah. I was being like being honest. I was like, I'm gonna re- release one song and it's gonna blow up and I'm gonna travel the world. And yeah. it's like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's a continuous journey where you gotta like fall down, get up, try again. Um, and it's not always linear. And so for me, pre-Mav, I, I was like, I think I'd gotten to a spot where I was like, man, I just want to do this in the capacity that like it blesses my church and, and whoever's close to me. Yeah. And if that's all I'm supposed to do, that and that's all that opens up to me, I'll at least get my 100% to that. True. And that's where my heart was. And I mean, thank God I got more than that out of it yeah. and, and was able to do so much more. Yeah. Okay, so now you're on a platform, right? Yeah. And I believe like, with social media, it could be a little bit tricky because mm. especially being a gospel singer, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like people may hold you to higher regards as a human being. Absolutely. And does that, do you feel pressure from that to how you how you live your life? Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's a crazy one because um, people can put you on a pedestal, but at the same time, to whom much is given, much is expected. And so, I mean, I do the very best I can to live according to the Bible and, and to be accountable to my wife and mm-hmm. to people, friends, family, leaders in my life. Um, but we're all human beings. Sometimes people make mistakes. Um, it's about... Um, being willing to to be honest, being willing to be corrected, and take and accountability, being, uh, yeah, and being willing to get better at, at whatever it is. I think like if you can never admit like, hey, I like I struggle with this. There's no way that you could ever get the help that yeah, you need fair. to get better. So it's better to just be honest. I think that's the thing I've really learned in this walk. It's just better to be honest, yeah. straight up with everybody that you deal with. Because we all have shortcomings. Absolutely. No matter what. No Absolutely. matter what religion and how high you are. Absolutely. And I think the worst thing that you could do as a as a person of faith is like try and cover it up so that people would be like, oh yeah, you're great. But it's like, God knows that you have these shortcomings. You know what I mean? And it's like, the Bible says, like, whatever's done in the darkness will come to light. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it's three years, four years, ten years. It's going to come out. It's still going to come <laughs> out. It's still going to, in some way, shape, or form. Some people are blessed enough that it's not in a public space. And some people, it's been a bit more private. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, like, we're all in need of grace. We're all in need of of the Lord's love and his and His grace on our life. And so, I mean, it is a difficult thing. And, and we try each mm-hmm. and every single day. Yeah, That's the best we can do. We can try and lean on him. Okay, yeah. dope. So one thing I noticed about Mav City, and yeah. it's some, it's there's something that's very unique. Mm-hmm. So for example, the a crowd of let's say that goes to the club, 
right? right. On a Saturday night, uh-huh. like the Club 44 in downtown Toronto. Got you. They may be popping bottles, doing whatever, uh-huh. but that same crowd will go to a Mass City concert. And <laughs> I, I, But I love That's to see that because I feel like it's changing the culture. And it right. wasn't like that when we were growing up. Mm. When it came to the gospel music. What do you have Got to say it. about that? Man, that's an interesting take. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't at the club. I didn't know. I didn't know that's what was happening. Um, <laughs> but I think that's an interesting take. I think that like I think the music is reaching people and mm-hmm. and it's, it means something to them. Like they're not just hearing words of a God that feels so far, yes. but it's like it's yeah. about a message that can relate to people. And our faith helps us through life. Like even through um, the pandemic and through 2020 with everything that was happening with Black Lives Matter yes. and George Floyd, like Mav, we created an album surrounding that. Mm-hmm. Where we had Jubilee Juneteenth, we had um, Keep Praying, we had Freedom Looks Good on You, God Will Work It Out. Like we actually spoke to the issues that we were facing and used our faith in that. And I think that that's what- I feel like that's really intentional too. yeah i feel like that's part of what has like really just brought this like awakening it's like it's not a religion that feels far from you mm-hmm. it's a religion that helps you in the daily walk that you have mm-hmm. and so i think that's why you would see someone go to the club and pull up to a <laughs> concert yeah i believe that's a reason and hopefully they they enjoy the worship and and even move towards change and getting closer to god mm-hmm. so for uh, a man of faith growing up right mm-hmm. you I well actually I've seen in my own peer group that mm-hmm. there's been people that have uh, grown up in the church mm-hmm. but when they grow up I feel like they've experienced church hurt right mm-hmm. I want to know if you've ever experienced that where you kind of lost your way a little bit mm-hmm. and if you didn't um, do you have any advice for the people that can come back and regain their faith yeah oh my goodness church hurt is a I mean it's a real thing I think like I think hurt in general is a real thing because mm-hmm. anytime you get around people and you get around people that you love, you're going to make yourself vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable around people, people will be people. Mm-hmm. You're bound to be offended. Mm-hmm. You're bound to, to get um, whatever it may be, disrespected or spoken to in a certain way. Maybe you didn't like or something happened you didn't like. I think where church hurt becomes a phenomenon to people is that they don't expect that from church yes. because it's like, oh, this is like a holy place and everybody's perfect. Mm-hmm. But dialing back to everything we've been talking about, everybody's not perfect. Yeah. You know, I've often heard the analogy of church being like a hospital and it's like, yo, we don't go to the hospital because you're well, like you go there because you need to be made mm. well. And so if you go to the hospital and someone gives you COVID, <laughs> it's almost like, yeah, like that's par for the course. You're, yeah. you're at a hospital. Mm-hmm. There's no perfect people there. If everybody there was perfect, they shouldn't even really be there. And so I think that's the perspective that I try and carry. Yeah. I, I myself have definitely experienced some sort of hurt in a church setting. Yeah. And I'm sure many people have where maybe, maybe they were spoken to a certain way or maybe, you know, especially being young, like, like, oh, why you have your hair like that? Or why are you yeah. dressed like that? Or, you know, there's a lot of those type of scenarios where people feel ostracized. Um, but I, I do believe that there's still like hope. There's still redemption for all of us. Mm-hmm. Like find a church that accepts you, a church that preaches the true yeah. word of God, a church that will love on you and build you to be even better than you are. Just because you had one bad experience mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it should end there. Mm-hmm. Like we've had heartbreak. Imagine like exactly. you had a bad relationship. <laughs> you were with someone, they treated you terribly. They spoke to you in a really terrible way. It doesn't mean that love is fake yeah it doesn't mean that true love doesn't exist mm-hmm. it just means you shouldn't be with that person exactly you and know? i feel like then 
church should be held to the same regard is what you're saying exactly okay exactly. dope dope exactly. so how do you think gospel music can help in social justice issues because i know you just talked about mm. all the albums but yeah. let's go further than the music mm -hmm. yeah well i think like well i know rather we went to a, a prison um everglades correctional facility in miami and we spent like a week with them. Wow. We're, we're writing songs with them. We're worshiping with them. And I think for me, that broke down a lot of like, even just like preconceived thoughts, like, oh, of what people in prison could be like. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, know god like they love god like and and for us to give to them and for them to even give back to us i think that that's what we're called to do at the end of the day we're called to 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 love on the the lowest like people that people would like like absolutely write off or be like no nah, that's not worth it we're called to be be the light of the world to them and so i know that we've done that many other things like like giving to people yeah. and, and just being there for the community but i'd say that one thing that i've seen is like us going into a prison system and and just like not just not just being there but like actually Purposeful like work. Yeah, yeah like actually talking with them actually like hearing their stories and actually like taking that and bringing it to everyone else and letting everyone mm -hmm. else see that God works in all places with all types of people mm -hmm. and letting his love be something that's unifying rather than something that pulls us apart. Okay, dope. Yeah. Even at the level that you're at now, people mm -hmm. are starting to know who you are, the yeah. fame's coming. What challenges are you facing now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um... <laughs> Man, I think I think just the cha the challenge of honesty, just making good decisions always, mm -hmm. and that's something that I was talking. In what about. regard? Just just making good just making good decisions, <laughs> always making good decisions because I think that as as you say, like popularity comes and all these things. I think you can be presented a lot of things. Yeah, you can be presented deals, you can be presented partnerships, you can be presented um, anything, and yeah. it's like I have to to realize that in as much as so many things may come, it's not everything that may be for me. It may, mm -hmm. not, it may not be everything mm -hmm. that aligns um, with with the vision for what I'm doing. And so I think that's maybe the hardest part is like, it's not that hard to make decisions when you don't yeah. have many things coming at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when you do have many things coming at you, it's like some things are blessings, some things are temptations, yeah, yeah. some things are traps, some things are opportunities. And it's like being able to identify those, discern what's what and make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest challenge that I probably face. Is it um, more important now to have your immediate group be tighter than ever? I think so. And funny enough, I think my media group has gotten tighter. Like I was at um, the river in Whitby on Tuesday and it's like 2000 young people every Tuesday. They they just worship and and just go for it. And some of like my closest core friends were like in the front row. And I was like, man, this is like this is this is it means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, it means a lot to me to know that these people will always like no matter what, they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Like Junior is always going to tell me like, <laughs> like, bro, your pants are not nice. Like, change that. You know, you know, are you, yeah, are yeah, you yeah. feeling yourself yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. Like, yo, just be be humble be with it. Yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah. like and it's i think it means the world to me to have people around you that like yes they love you but they'll also they can tell be, you they'll be real with you yeah they'll just be honest with you and that means the world to me amazing so yeah. march 31st i was doing my research yeah. you just dropped out you just dropped the album yes sir. limitless worship aqua uh -huh, uh -huh, can uh -huh. you talk about that please yeah. so i went back to to my motherland my parents live in ghana mm -hmm. uh, i went back to the place where i felt like singing and i felt like i'd explode and, yeah and um 
just partnered with with the ministry out there EWC and did a recording an EP of five worship songs you recorded out there I recorded oh, it amazing. there recorded it live there literally put out a feeler like the day before like hey does anybody want to come and, yeah. and we had a good amount of people show up and we recorded it so it's, it's like a completely um, live recording and it was just a good experience like mm-hmm. I think it's really dope if anybody's trying to like worship or pray in the morning and you just play it on like put it on it'll get you in a good atmosphere and a yeah. good mood and um yeah it's, it's it's it was it was crazy i'm really happy with how it turned out there's a ganyan gospel singer by the name joe metal he's like a goat in in the country and mm-hmm. i asked him to hop on one of the songs as Amazing. well with me and so it was a good experience how does how important is it for you to be still connected back home mm, yeah i think wow that's an interesting question <laughs> i think i think it's really important because like they always say like how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you came from Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and so i think for me getting to go back home getting to be in the culture submerge in the culture like talk with people eat the food learn your history it just Mm -hmm. gives like such a revelation Mm -hmm. of like who you are yeah it just gives like it just like it's just such a grounding thing like every time i'm back home just like it can actually move you to tears because it's like you just realize like this is your people this is your tribe yeah you just realize like like how much we've been through, how mm-hmm. much we've like overcome, and even how much more there is to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's always good to be connected to to the place where it all started. Can you see yourself moving back home? There's no way. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, let me let me rephrase that in case my parents watch. You know, maybe 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 on and off. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow, okay. Maybe on and off. We'll see. Cool, cool, cool. So I want to talk to you about a little bit about the business of music, cool, right? Cool. And this is kind of for like any artist. So I'm yeah, noticed. Yeah. I think personally, music is the hardest thing to break through. One of the hardest. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I is like being signed. Is it still important to like major mm. labels? Like, how do you feel about that? That's an interesting one. I think honestly in 2023 that you don't have to be signed mm-hmm. um i mean the internet's such a powerful tool okay. and and like things can run up on tiktok at the end of the day like the job of a label is to is to present you in the public eye and i know that in the times of like radio that was probably it was a mm-hmm. huge there was of huge significance because mm-hmm. it's like they literally control like there's such a gatekeeper over what you hear mm-hmm. but in this day and age it's like a little kid can blow up in his bedroom yeah, literally. on TikTok. Yeah, you know literally. I mean? Mav City blew up doing videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like anything can really it can blow up if it's if it's good enough, mm-hmm. if if there's a right amount of support. So I think I don't think there's a cut and dry answer like, oh, you should not be signed Fair. or you should be signed. I think it's about like you, where you are in your career, what works best for you, what your values are. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, Hey, I don't want to give up. Um, I don't want to give up my master. I don't want to give up X, Y, Z. Yeah. Like, so I'd rather do this. Or some people are like, hey, I really don't really mind losing a bit of that. I just want to get as far as possible. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it becomes like what works for you. True. Yeah, what works best for you? What works with your ideals, your beliefs? Mm-hmm. And 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 what's like, just what's the best path? Okay. I think, there's, I think there's many paths that can be taken. Some people can be indie artists. They could probably do even smaller rooms, but they find such fulfillment in that. Yeah. Because they know that everybody in that room is like a dedicated core fan. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like to each their own, even depending on the genre as well. And so... It's kind of your decision. <laughs> if you were to start today, if I were to start today, what would be your medium of how you go about your music career? 
in terms of like the artists, like signed, yep. not yep. signed. Yep. Um, and how would you build your community too? Man, honestly, I think everything that I've done up to now is 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 how I I like it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm currently not signed as an artist okay. currently, but I'm signed under publishing um, to Mav City, so I'm a writer for them. Okay. Um, and I mean. I would just kind of do that again, like mm. just very organic. Yeah. Um, just connecting with people, meeting with people, writing songs and, and having the freedom to like put whatever out. And now that might change. That may not always be the same. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I would do it all over again. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Is there anything that artists should be aware of when it comes to the mute, the business side? Yeah, I mean, get a good get a good lawyer. There's mm -hmm. gonna be so many contracts thrown at you. Get a good lawyer. Let them let them make the notations. Let yeah. them make the adjustments, and just have people that like you could trust around you. I think yeah, I think in music in general, there is like a huge like fear of getting wrong yeah. done, which I can yeah. understand because it's happened so, so many, many times. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's happened so many times. Um, so I think the most important thing is read through your contracts, and that's for anything. Yeah. If you're buying a house, that's read life. through your that's contract. Yeah, yeah. You're getting a job, read through your contract, right? Like just read through your contract, know the ins and outs, mm -hmm. and and have a professional eye look over it. And I, on top of that, I'd say trust God. Mm -hmm. You know, let Him lead you. Let Him let Him help you. Um, put your faith in Him, and you'll be good. Okay. Yeah. So Ryan, yeah. When it's all said and done, mm -hmm. right? How do you want to be remembered? Man, that's incredible. That's a great question. Um, I want to be remembered as, as a man who loved his family, as a man who loved God, um, as a man who gave his very best every single time to every single person. I want to be remembered as someone who um, made a change in Christian and gospel music mm -hmm. um, with his sound, with his approach, with his... Um, authenticity and and i think even in the music that i'm about to be releasing um in the months and years to come mm -hmm. um you'll feel that okay yeah i want to be i want to be i want to be remembered i want i want to leave an impact and a change in people's lives amazing. and i and i pray that i'm able to do it amazing amazing you definitely will i can definitely see it because when i was watching your youtube videos i was like yeah. wow this guy has a voice it's great like it just it's that it's that type of voice that Absolutely. just smack <laughs> like you feel it you feel it no i'm being real because hallelujah I, like you know i had to do all my research and stuff like that i was like wow that was this is crazy thank god bro but listen i want to ask you two questions that we ask every single guest on the show for sure right and for the first one you don't have to say any names okay. what is the best advice you've received and what is the worst advice you received um <laughs> okay best advice Maybe like my dad or something screaming at me, like there are no shortcuts in life. <laughs> <laughs> that joint is ringing in my head. Like my dad went savage. Like there were times he would like come. Junior knows like my pops would like pull out the PlayStation in summer, yeah. oh, be like, geez. "Why aren't you guys studying? Like you should be." So my dad was like that, mm -hmm. and it's funny because I I, I talked to him about. It. I'm like I'm like pops, like that's kind of intense. He's like, I didn't do that. Yeah. I'm like, you most certainly did do that. <laughs> You know, um, but he would say, like, there's no shortcuts in life. And I feel like that's something that has really stuck with me. Mm -hmm. um, just like just work hard, like whatever you're doing, whatever it is, like leave a mark on it. Give it your very best. Like mm -hmm. in as much as you pour into something, it will like you'll receive a harvest from it. I'm and sure. so I'd say that's the best advice I've ever received. It sticks with me till this day. Mm -hmm. Like 
that's my that's my work ethic, my heart, my desire. Worst advice I received: someone told me to stop singing. Oh, um, what yeah. the heck? Let's elaborate on that. What? Yeah, what the I hell? Uh, yeah, that was, you don't I, have to say any names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I won't. I won't drop a name. But <laughs> but someone was like, "Hey, like I think like the singing thing is like it's not really for you. Like what? you should." You should, cause I played, I played piano at the time. They're like, I think you should focus more on piano, and da, da 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 And and um, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible. I don't think it's completely terrible. No, I think because, that's completely terrible. No, but the thing is, <laughs> I was very shy. I mean, I, to some extent, I could still be shy, but I was very very shy. So okay. I think, like, from what they saw, it you was think just they were like, protecting you? Maybe I don't know. They could have mm-hmm. been projecting. I don't know what. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was. I don't know. I was very young. I was like, this is kind of weird. I definitely, I like, I definitely want to sing. Like, you're not going to stop me from doing what I want to do. But it's just like, I don't know where it came from, but it may have just felt like, hey, I'm just trying to like tell you the truth so you don't waste your time type thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Okay. And, and, and I think the, thing in that is even as you receive advice from people some people only see you for where you are and it's like i believe god sees you as your future exactly and so it's like if you if you hear something and it doesn't resonate with you then maybe it's not for you you mm-hmm. know and so that's that's just that sometimes that's just even more motivation to like to stick to what to you know is, is true yeah mm-hmm. and what's right and and at the end of the day the truth will always be the truth so okay okay yeah and a last question yeah on the show, we like to make predictions. Okay. So um, I want to say in five years, Ryan said he was going to say that. Uh-uh. Where do you see yourself in five years? Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's such a loaded, that's such a loaded one. Um, honestly, just doing bigger, doing better, doing greater. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe have a child or two. Um, <laughs> just living well. Yeah. Living well and just pushing this as far as it can go. Yeah. Um, doing be God's a, work. Doing the Lord's work. There'll be a project coming out. It's going to be the album of the year. Ah, you heard ah, it here first. Ah, you heard it, you heard it here yeah. first. It's going to be incredible. Um, and I just know that a lot of people are going to be blessed. A lot of people are going to be touched. And we're going to push this thing as far as possible. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Ryan, I want to say thank you for your time. I know thank you're you. a busy man. Yeah. So to stop here, like, you know, it really means a lot. And if we can help you in any way, we definitely will. Yes, um, but before you go, can you let the people know where to find you? Yeah. All streaming platforms platforms all social media platforms ryan O'Fay. um wherever you listen to music whether wherever you engage with content i will be there waiting for you so see you there mm-hmm. thank you appreciate it love man. thank you thank you <laughs>